Welcome in, folks, all the listeners out there. This is the Palmetto Real Estate Pros talking to you about real estate. I'm here with Larry. Welcome in, Mr. Jordan. Good morning, everybody. And Chad, welcome back from the ocean. That's right. It was a, a great trip. Got some sun, got some waves, uh, no surfing, a little bit of snorkeling, but um, <laughs> hey, we're back to 100 degrees. It it was nice. Was it a nice cruise? It was very nice. Food good. Food was okay. Food was okay. <laughs> yes. There was a lot of it. I'll they, say that. Um, they'll give you a lot, but sometimes uh, their chefs are not uh, American chefs, we'll say. Well, that was uh, interesting. We were talking about um, they they served us grits, and uh, we were like, it was the worst grits we've ever had. It was, you know, like water in a bowl heated up with grits. I think <laughs> we were talking about that. Like, they probably don't know what grits were are. They were like, what is a grit? I guess you put it in water, boil it, and you just serve it. That's not the way to do well, it. Maybe they just thought grit was sand, and they just put sand in the water and boil it. Well, y'all, we're in South Carolina, yeah. so we know what they are. So we're talking about real estate today, <laughs> uh, not cruises and not grits, but um, you know, it all kind of comes together. I guess is why we're why we're here. Uh, well, is the ocean considered real estate? Um, I guess it is. I just don't know that it's buildable, obviously, but um, obviously it's real estate because there's there's uh, it's not land, but who knows? <laughs> we'll see. One day maybe there'll be um, places where you can buy that are floating. I guess that would uh, you floating know, house floating houses. <laughs> if the inventory crisis continues, we may see that. But we we do have some issues to discuss. One of the things um, that we're kind of focus on a little bit today is is some some things that have come up in the real estate market that um you know it's kind of insider but it's interesting i think about commissions and and how real estate agents are paid some some lawsuits that have come up and a couple different things that have that have hit the news um the first thing i wanted to share was is interesting there was someone sent me an article from the consumer financial protection bureau if you remember this was a division or a uh, a new government agency created after the crash of 2008 and uh, you know i understand why new divisions are created and all these things but it's like a lot of things it's 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 interesting uh, how legislatures work and this could be national and and local they try to fix a problem which is understandable, right? You know, there's a major crisis, and they're like, okay, we have to do something. We're going to pass legislation. The only problem with that is there's already legislation in place in most cases to address the very problem that was that came up. Correct. It just wasn't addressed. It just wasn't dealt with. So they write a new law. So they write new laws to say, you know, hey, I did something. Mm-hmm. I was the sponsor of a brand new thing that helped solve a problem that we saw that could have been addressed by another law that was already passed 25 years ago and they never take one off the book no but so anyway that being said the consumer financial um, protection bureau has has some strong um you know has some teeth to it and one of the things that that came up and this is a article dated august 17th they penalize freedom mortgage and real realty connect for illegal kickbacks and so when you read the headline, it's like, my goodness, what were they doing? This sounds horrible, and it and it and it and it could be right. And you, so you have to kind of dig into the meat and potatoes of these articles. And we've said this before on the show. This is just this is a good life principle, not a real estate principle. 
but read the entire article. If you see a headline, read it to get to the the actual content. The first paragraph and the last paragraph are kind of important, <laughs> I think, because you kind of get, okay, what is what is it that happened? In the middle is important, too, because you get the details. But at any rate, the... Um, they passed uh, or, or or fined this company, these the the mortgage company and the real estate company, because they had some um that they worked together to do marketing, and what would happen is the mortgage company would send the clients that they were working with over to the real estate company, and the real estate company would send the people they were working with over to the mortgage company, and you know so it it eliminates or I guess not eliminates because someone could still use whoever they want, but it kind of limits the po- person's choice because they just only give them one choice. If you know, if you're the professional and you're saying, "Hey, we use Freedom Mortgage," but you don't tell them, "Oh, we have this special relationship that they're paying for our marketing," that's the problem. And so, we work all the 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 other side of that though is this happens all the time. Not in a nefarious way, though, right? So Erica is a mortgage broker, and um, we've had her, we've even mentioned on the show, she did a uh, coffee house, uh, you know, had a coffee truck come to um, some properties, and, you know, so we were working with her. She would pay part of it or all of it. We would pay part of it or all of it. Um, And so we encourage people to use the lender because she's the one paying for the the you know the goodies people are getting that are using but when you have in a relationship where that's the only one and you kind of limit what people's choices are is where you get into trouble so that's the that's where this kind of comes down to and there's all kinds of relationships that are built on hey if uh, you help us put this property out there we'll put your sign in the yard and you be our preferred lender is that illegal well this is the problem with rules like this. It makes it more and more difficult because it could be seen that way because the way it's perceived, but it's, it's usually not because we could have somebody sign in the yard saying, Hey, this is a preferred lender, but that doesn't mean they have to use that person. Right. I mean, we can't make you do anything. It's kind of like attorneys. Do we have preferred attorneys? We had an attorney on last week, right? Yeah. He did a good job. Right. So, um, if someone said, Hey, what attorney should I use? Is it illegal for us to tell them which attorney we think they should use? Yeah. It, it must be. Huh? I mean, that's the thing. It's like you can get into, well, we're giving our opinion on who we think we should use. But when you have a financial incentive attached to that opinion, now you get into problems. Like if the attorney was paying us to send him clients, that's a problem. That's a kickback. Yes. And kickbacks are illegal. I, I I think we need to talk to our attorneys and sponsors to give us kickbacks. We don't ever get any. <laughs> no, <Chad>. well, we <laughs> don't get any because we don't want to do anything illegal. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. So, but that that's it was actually pretty common um, before was, this. Yes. I mean, and you saw it all the time. And, and there were teams of people working together that this is the lender you need to use, and you, you get a fee to do yeah. it. And um, that's where you get into illegal activity to have preferred people that you use and you have special business relationships it's not technically illegal um but like we say with anything you want to just disclose yeah hey, this is a preferred lender we work together on many occasions we help do each other marketing and things like that and um you know as long as people know they usually are okay with it because they can like okay i see what 
that makes sense. But you can go to any lender, lawyer, anybody you want. Really. Exactly. But a lot of people are relying on the expertise of the agent and the lender to say, who should I work with? And why is that, Chad? Well, they're in the industry. They're in the industry. Know? They know the ones that can get it done in the timely manner and a way that's comfortable with the public. And that We use people that we feel comfortable with. And and that hopefully is a value add right. to the public. When it's not is when you're getting paid and you're not telling them you're getting paid to do that. That's right. So we've only got about 10 seconds before we hit a break. Make sure you go to our website, palmettorealestatepros.com. Check out our sponsors. Check out our website. Listen online at any time to our podcast. Hang on. We'll be right back. This is Chad and Larry with the Palmetto Real Estate Pros. Welcome in on this wonderful Friday, and it is going to be wonderful today. I just want you to tell yourself over and over today as you walk throughout this city, uh, wherever you're at, it's a wonderful, uh, low humidity, feels great, the sun is shining, so you just think about the positives, right? Yeah. Because otherwise you just might melt. Yeah, well, it was kind of like that yesterday and also going to be kind of like that tomorrow. That it's if you're out in the yard working, turn a water sprinkle on as you work. It'll be comfortable. And really, you think about it, is it even news that it's hot in <laughs> August in South Carolina? No. I mean, I don't know that that really qualifies as news, but it's, it's interesting like to talk in about. It's Alaska, I guess. That's right. So we we were actually talking about real estate before we started talking about the weather. And uh, before our break, we were talking about kickbacks and um, the uh, Consumer Financial Protection Bureau that uh, fined uh, a couple companies, a mortgage company and a real estate company. I mean, and the fine was to the tune of around $1.75 million. And Again, it's like with everything that you see like this, it's like, okay, I can see why why some of the things in this article might be a problem, but there's some other things you're like, well, how's this going to affect us going forward? Does this mean like, okay, now they're on the lookout for companies that work together in marketing and, and work together? Is, is that considered... Uh, you know, uh, some kind of nefarious process where you, hey, we're going to work together, do marketing together. Uh, hopefully, the the there still is the rule like, hey, the kickbacks, the um, funneling people to each other and not telling the public that you're getting, um, you know, gifts. I guess part of the, the, the thing in the article was about it wasn't just financial kickbacks. It was it was um, website using, um, you know, proprietary information website um valuation methods and uh the agents were given all these tools so it was considered like an incentive in addition to just the marketing and stuff so there's some some other things in there but still it's concerning when you think okay but this is kind of how we work together to help our clients and we don't want to you know, have even the perception that there's something weird or, or backhanded going on. Oh, yeah. And this is how these, all these new regulations keep coming out that the government gets mixed up in, which people just should be honest to start with, Chad. Right. And and this is this is what RESPA, which RESPA is a, the, the Real Estate Settlement Procedures Act. Um, if you see that term, the 
it's a, a law that w- that came out that says, hey, uh, there has to be documentation of every dollar um, or the monies that are spent in a real estate transaction. And so if there's a, I also would call it a kickback, it's not really, it, it, if there's monetary things that are transferred, you know, like if I get paid, for instance, if um, I'm a real estate agent and you ask me, hey, can you get a home warranty, help me get a home warranty on my house? Well, some of the home warranty companies pay the real estate agent. That's correct. To do it, mm-hmm. and I mean, it's not much. I mean, it's like seventy-five bucks or something. It's not a lot, but we don't take it. No, I mean, but we just we just pass it. We just d- deduct seventy-five dollars because I mean. But if we did do it, it may not be illegal. We just have to disclose it on the settlement statement that we got seventy-five dollars. Or really, you should tell them up front, hey, they give us a hundred bucks to sell this policy. Are you okay with that? Or just give them a hundred dollars off. That's right. So these are some things to kind of think about, and that could be with lenders. It could be with anything you can think of. Yeah. What What happens in, in situations like this? This is when the if you don't change your ways, the government starts making rules, and they'll, one of the new rules that come out that I can see now that, okay, here's a sheet of paper with 200 attorneys or 200 mortgage companies, and you can choose which one we can't tell you. Right. And you, it would be, well, which one do you like? Now you're back in the same boat again. Right. And, I, you know, the, the, the consensus has always been, of course, we can share our opinion. You know, I like this attorney. This is yeah. the one we use mostly, and the reason we use them. I mean, we don't usually char- pick the attorneys and the lenders just because uh, it's arbitrary. You know, well, uh, you know, not usually because of money we get. It's because we like working with that person. Yeah. It's a smooth process. We built up a relationship over years, and so we we have a we can communicate with with ease with the whoever we're we're dealing with. So like. Uh, Mr. Haygood, the attorney that was on last week, for instance, if, um, you know, someone says, hey, do you know a good attorney? And we can pick up the phone and call Mr. Haygood. That makes a difference that you can pick up the phone and call someone you know rather than, you know, look up in the phone book. Well, this one looks good. He's one of those guys that will come over off and meet him. (laughs) Exactly. So these are some things that kind of play into you know why sometimes you're like well, why are they telling me who to use well then nobody has to tell you who to no, use and i can i can probably nine times out of ten if someone came to a, a real estate company and said hey i want to close with this person most agents say okay that's fine mm-hmm. you know why why is that well sure. they handled my mom's will 30 years ago well we might say well are they still in business are they do you know real estate lawyer? Are they real estate? I mean, these are some good questions to ask, but yeah. there are some, you know, that you just need to ask a couple questions. But taking the advice of a professional, I mean, we do this all the time in other fields. That's correct. I mean, we we do it with uh, with everything in life. You know, hey, do you know someone? You know, somebody can fix my car. Right. <laughs> and it's kind of like, hey, the a referral is always the best uh, avenue to go. Yes. I um, mean, looking someone up online or in the phone book. I mean, you know, online is all true, though, right? Yeah, everything, so everything you, read you find is absolutely true. So, I mean, look, there's companies that even pay for fake reviews now. Have you heard of this? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can pay companies to give you reviews, and so I don't even know if you can trust the reviews. Now, some of them, you, most of them, you probably can. You know, especially like a restaurants and stuff. I mean, you'll get the get good. You know, you'll you'll get people well, telling just you. Ask somebody leaving the restaurant. Was it good? Yeah. <laughs> What'd you think? And so you just told me the food on the ship was great. 
Well, I said it was okay. <laughs> yes, and um, uh, we'll still have to get the producer on a boat one day. We're going to get him out there. Um, we're, we're working on it. <laughs> so, um, but this is this is kind of how real estate works, right? This is this highly regulated, and every year it seems like it's more regulated. And this is another reason why you probably, if you're if you're a, I don't say a novice, but if you don't do this every day, if you're not familiar with the real estate world, why most people get a real estate agent? Well, it pays really in the end. If you're trying to sell your house yourself, uh, we we put up with the guy say, "I'll meet you at two o'clock and never show up." Oh, that happens quite often. Yeah, and uh, or the guys that say they can buy it and they don't have ten cents in their pocket. Uh, we we. What what is it that I say all the time, Chad? Make me get out of my chair. Yeah, and and that's not a mean statement. It's no. just saying, hey, w- w- and and it it goes both ways. Yeah. Because if I get out of my chair, then it means it's worth your time too. Mm-hmm. Because if 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 I don't get up out of my chair, if you're, that's the, the illustration we're using, it means that you shouldn't either. That's right. You know, if you've got a, a you know a three sixty credit score. And you make a thousand dollars a month, and you're looking to buy a two hundred thousand dollar house. Why do you want to go look at it? There's no need to look at it. That's correct. No. So if you just say, "Well, I'm just interested. I want to see it." No, there's no need to see it. How many? How many people tell us that? I just wanted to see it. No, uh, you don't want to see it. You don't want to see it. I can tell you right now, you don't want to see it. It's not going to do anything good for you to look at a house that you cannot buy. But what it does, it also ties you up from your job, the people that have, want to see things. So agents are worth the money, whatever you agree with them. And, you know, there's nothing fixed in the industry about what a agent gets paid. It could be a salary. It could be a percentage. It could be anything that you two agree to, really. Well, and that's the other part of what we're we're talking talking about. That's a perfect segue into these DOJ lawsuits, and it's it's crazy. It's like the Department of Justice right now is just you know they're kind of on fire. It's like oh, yeah. what else are we coming after now? You know, it's uh, you know the um, people that are doing business. It seems like um, you know there's just something we got to go take care of people making money, um, and so. This is part of one of those um, things we've seen, and it went before Trump. Uh, there was a DOJ lawsuit, and we're saying the DOJ, you know, obviously that's the Department of Justice, had sued the Realtor Association for uh, real estate brokerage fees. And so I'm not going to get into all the weeds. Just the overview is basically like they didn't like the way the brokerage fee is typically paid by the seller, which is true. True. And and so this goes for in most cases even many times in commercial real estate and in residential. Now, it doesn't have to be that way. And you mentioned that real estate fees are negotiable. Correct. Are they ever set in stone? No. Um what happens if there three companies get together and says we're going to charge X amount of dollars and no less? That's against the antitrust laws. Yeah, that's the Sherman uh, violation of the Sherman antitrust mm-hmm. laws. You can't collude together and decide we're only going to charge 7% or we're only going to charge a minimum of, of uh, you know, whatever. You can't do that. And so the, the real estate commission is negotiable with your agent or, or actually not with you know, the agent. When we say the agent, that's the broker. The brokerage firm, um, so the the licensee can be told by his broker, you know, here's what you need to do. Yeah. But 
it's between the broker and the individual looking to obtain the services of the real estate professional. Um, and it's whatever you two agree on. I mean, you could agree on 10%. You could agree on 1%. You could agree on $500. You could agree on $10,000, a dollar amount, a commission uh, percentage base. It could be a referral fee, a um, uh, whatever you want. Hey, I'll give you $1,000 up front to help me yep. find a house. And then when I find one, I don't want you to do anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could be whatever you guys agree whatever on. Whatever you agree on. You just have to make sure as the real estate agent, you're abiding by all the license laws that are appropriate in the state, which is our, obviously our state, South Carolina, that you live in. You don't want to act as a uh, agent and not have the proper documentation signed. Everything you do has to be in writing. Yes. So buyer, seller, beware that you're working with good, experienced people. Well, and hopefully it's not as beware as it used to be. The agent should tell you all these things up front. And so uh, we're going to have to stop there for a hard break. As soon as we come back, we'll delve in even deeper into this fascinating subject. Hang on. back is chad and larry with the palmetto real estate pros welcome back in if you didn't join us earlier um if you're listening online welcome in i guess um well i don't know when you joined us but you can join us anytime you want at palmetto real estate pros.com uh through our um podcast you can see our uh, through the website and you can also check out our sponsors there these are local sponsors that are right here around us here in the um the midlands area so feel free to reach out to those folks if you need something and that's why they're there these are folks that we've worked with in the past and how can they get a hold of us yeah well you can call us here at the studio live if you call us at 803-799-TALK it's 803-799-8255 you can call us after hours and we've had many people do that after Mm -hmm. the show's over because you don't want to be on air no, if you if you don't want to be on air, that's okay. You can call us at eight zero three nine three nine eight five six two, and uh, we can we'd be glad to talk to you. It's, it's uh, actually fun to talk to folks who are like, hey, I listen every week, but you know, I just didn't want to call in. Uh, <laughs> my voice sounds so weird over the air. Hey, it does. I don't want to be a radio star. Right? What can you say? I hate to listen to myself back on on. Uh, this is crazy. So, but we're here this is why we do it we'll do it for you and if you have any questions or comments call us and today we're talking about real estate um i guess some we talked about kickbacks earlier why that's bad um the some some uh ramifications for that for the real estate industry that that uh, could be concerning you know working together with other people in the industry is a good thing collaboration is a good thing and we don't need that seen as, uh, you know, nefarious and as a kickback or something. We, 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 we welcome those relationships because that helps us serve the clients better. Uh, when it doesn't serve the clients better, when there's money involved and we're, we're have some, um, back room deal going on, obviously that's not good, but, um, having these relationships where we work together is really helpful. Yeah, but just for the fun of it, Chad, we didn't discuss what we'd, we'd talk about this. 
but a typical real estate commission, how many ways is that split up for the public to know where that money goes? Well, I mean, it, it depends on the, the – and this is why it's always negotiable. It's kind of hard to say, like, how much does your licensee make? I mean, because – does that I think, agent make all the money? No, I mean, so let's just say it's a it's a twenty thousand dollar commission. You know, it's a that's it's a, lot a of money. yeah, it's a twenty thousand dollars. You're like, man, that's a lot of money. Um, why do you need twenty thousand dollars to sell my house? And this this is kind of go into this DOJ lawsuit that we're going to talk about if we have time. That will typically what happens is when we sign a listing agreement, whether it be a commercial or residential property, um, on the listing agreement we identify or determine with the client how much we're going to pay uh, a cooperating brokerage. And so if it's uh, you know a 7% or 6% commission, and we say, okay, we're going to allow 3% of that commission to be paid for a buyer's agent. So you're listing the house. So that means so no, so far you've got 6% and it's split 3% to the listing broker, 3% to the selling broker. But if one of my licensees um, is the listing agent working for me, then that's going to be split again between the company and the agent. And then on the selling side, that's usually split between the company or the broker and the agent. So you could be looking at a four-way split, and it could be more than that. So a lot of the... the, um, some of the leads that come into our company, you have to pay 30 to 35, 25 on, I guess, some of them percent of the commission to, to the company. referring company. Correct. And so you could have a quarter of the commission going right away to a, a referral company, uh, the company that's sending you, uh, let's say, a buyer. You know, we work with a lot of buyer companies that send us leads. You know, you got like Home Light, Veterans United, you have, um, um, uh, realtor.com there's a bunch of companies out there i mean there's a bunch of them you could just make a list of a bunch of them that and it's a it's a good service they offer they basically say hey if you sign up with our service some of them are free and some of them they charge you a monthly fee plus the plus the um, percent and so there's a lot of fees that are that are uh, taken out and you know a lot of agents spend a lot of money in marketing i mean because they're trying to find business right so you could have your your uh, print mail, your marketing, your all the stuff that you're spending money on out of your pocket, and then your commissions are split, you know, four or five ways when the property closes. So it's not all going to one person. Oh no, it's it's it, it every, you know well, several company right. Several people have uh, a piece of it, um, mm-hmm. and that's going to depend on the brokerage that you know whoever's at. Every brokerage, just like the commission you have with your clients every client's commission is negotiable every deal with every uh real estate brokerage firm with the agent is negotiable you know i I know it's changed a lot in the years since you were started in the real estate company (laughs) uh, the business i mean it would be common to get 25 percent of the commission right Mm -hmm. so if it was a you know a thousand dollar commission and make it easy and you got 25 percent you would get what 250 dollars $250, $250, and then there's usually like a transaction fee that would Correct. come out of that. Yeah. So say that. pay your E&O insurance. Right. So say your transactions fee is 50 mm-hmm. and so you would end up, and then you're, you got your 25%, and then your E&O or, or whatever cost it is. So you could end up with just a little yeah. from a, you know, a decent commission. 
Correct. And then if you had to pay a referral fee on top of that, it's even it less. comes off the top. That's correct. So if it's 25% referral fee off the top, you got 750 Then you have your 25% from that. I mean, it could just end up whittling down. And I'm not saying real estate agents don't make money. You don't well, do it. they couldn't stay in business. Yeah, you, they couldn't you, do it if they didn't make enough money to buy a loaf of right. bread. Some make a lot of money, and some don't make much. Yeah. <laughs> so it depends There's on a lot how. Of agents that don't get further than the first couple of months in business. So uh, that's right. So it depends. I mean, and that's why it's all negotiable. But this, um, this is why this DOJ lawsuit is kind of it's interesting. It's a little disturbing because the the tack that they took was. Um, you know the buyer it was it was focused on the buyer side commission and um what the i guess the complaint is that it's not fair that the selling agent or the seller is paying the commission that and you're saying the buyer's paying the commission but really they're not it's the seller is paying the commission the seller is in paying most the cases commission. yes it comes out of the seller's funds I'll put it that way mm-hmm. and so but just think through this logically. What would happen if what are buyers' agents worth? I guess is the question. Um, should the buyer pay the agent direct? I mean, it sounds like it. Okay, that sounds good. Let's just do that. Well, how much are they going to pay them? And do they have the money to pay them to help them find a house and pay the down payment and pay closing costs? Um, so. And is that kept secret? Or should it be public knowledge? I, I mean, what? I don't know that. I mean, I. I mean, we're in the industry. I. So I never thought that was secret. No. <laughs> I mean, so usually people agents will tell their their buyer clients, "Hey, the the commission. I'm going to do everything I can to get the 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 commission. You don't have to pay me direct. It's paid out of the proceeds of Correct. the sale. Which what that means is coming from the seller. It really it is. Yeah, and so. You know, is there another way that could be done? Maybe. I guess that's what they're they're trying to do. But that's, but that's the value, though, of everyone having a good attorney that exposes all the costs for both sides. That uh, there's nothing hidden, so to speak. And you can see exactly how the funds are distributed. Right. And, and where this is coming into play is um, there was a... Uh, NAR versus well, we don't need to go into all who it was versus, but there was a this this lawsuit that came up. Uh, the National Association of Realtors was NAR had entered into a settlement to change some things on the paperwork to make it more clear where the commission comes from, which I think is a good thing, well, right? Thanks, sir, too. Be clear as possible. We want to make it crystal clear who pays what, where it's coming from, and so the the lawsuit was in the process of being worked out and settled. And then after uh, the Trump administration came out of office and the Biden administration came in, they backed out of the lawsuit or backed out of the the mediation. Uh, It was basically they had come to agreement on all the terms, my understanding is, and then they just backed out the DOJ. Now, this is the DOJ under, under Biden just decided we're not going to follow this. We want to continue to go after and look at this further, the the real estate world. What Nash- has happened since then? Well, not a lot. I mean, the not a lot. realtors have continued to say, hey, we've went ahead and made the changes that you've requested. And we've seen this on some forms that we have. New forms. 
Um, so the form used to say, hey, the commission comes out of the the uh, the seller side. Now it's taken out of there and it says, um, you know, what is the fee that we're going to be compensated as a buyer agent? And you put in the fee. Again, oh, it's a flat fee. It's a percentage. It's whatever. And I think it still says, hey, we'll do what we can to get the get the money out of the proceeds of the sale. That's correct. But these are some things that have to be worked out still. And mm-hmm. what happens from here is, you know, we it, we don't know. That's right. But it could drastically change how things are done if we see major changes here. I mean, it will it, it will be one of those things that's kind of revolutionary in the in how things are done in the real estate world. So we'll we'll see how it pans out, and we'll talk about this some more on uh, when we come back. But just just to kind of give you um, um, some more. Um, I guess some details. Uh, this is kind of what the lawsuit is talking about. Are these flat fees? Is it a blanket unilateral offer of compensation in the in the listing or the buyer agency agreement? That's the things that have to be addressed. What I what I thought about when I first heard about it are they trying to say that no matter what the transaction, kind of like buying a loaf of bread. A loaf of bread's two dollars. Are they saying every transaction should be two dollars? You know, and you can't do that because everyone's a little bit different, a little more complex or a little easier. And I think the the way it is right now is about the most fair way it can be done. Right. And this is interesting because some industry people, they say homeowners should choose not to engage agents at all. They have that right. They have that right. But then if you're going to be a buyer and you see a, a homeowner that's got it for sale by owner and another one's an agent, you're going to want less money to pay less money for the one with no agent. Well, and we're going to talk about this on the side because I think it's really important, this idea that no representation at all. We're going yeah. to talk about that. Hang on. You want to hear this when we come back. See you in a second. We're back. Again. We're back again. And it's still Friday. And it's still still Friday, and we're talking about real estate, and we're talking specifically about compensation. We're talking about DOJ lawsuits. We're talking about kickbacks. What a great Friday. Yeah, and we don't get any of those good kickbacks or anything, Chad. Well, you're saying they're good. We're missing are, are, out. Are they good? Because it, <laughs> they involve $1.75 million fines. And one guy with $800,000 unreported. Yeah, we didn't even total. talk about that. There was an accountant who was doing kickbacks, yeah. um, and he was getting a lot of money and not reporting it um, You know, from clients to, I don't know exactly what he what his scheme was, but he was getting a lot of money from mm-hmm. kickbacks from different developers and real estate agents and things. Is he the one that went to jail, too? I believe he, I think he may have. But, sure, um, a little, little bit of time. Exactly. Before before the break, we were talking about this, uh, this lawsuit about buyer's agency and how um, this is kind of where, where the focus of some of the controversy is right now of how buyer uh buyer agents get paid i guess in a sense what is a buyer agent worth and i can tell you that's it's worth a a good bit i mean if you work with buyers you guys who are agents out there and you work with buyers it's it's a it's a heavy load i mean you have you're you're taking people to houses you're going accessing properties you're reviewing um you know property disclosures um you know working with the lenders 
and uh, so inspectors. It, it's, yeah, inspectors, all those things. And so this is this is the interesting thing about this uh, this lawsuit is uh, the last thing we mentioned was that this law this um, this I guess the judge in in this case and one of them was saying and it was in Chicago by the way, but he said that uh, maybe homeowners or buyers, excuse me, should be able to not have any representation at all and which is interesting because they do have the right to have no representation and it's at all. dangerous not to in this market well where the where they kind of focused in a little bit is that he didn't think it was fair that you didn't put the compensation the real real estate agent was was offering public so the mls has when we go in as a real estate agent, we can see the compensation offered by the selling broker at 3%, 2.5%, $1,000, whatever it is. is. Yes. It'll be listed there, and it could be zero. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, this is the thing. It, again, it's all negotiable. So the deal we work with the seller could be like, hey, we get $5,000, and uh, we're not paying the, the cooperating agent anything. And so that would put the onus on the buyer's agent. You have to figure out how you're going to get paid. Correct. And but the way it's worked is, um, it's paid out of the seller's proceeds so that everyone can be compensated and hopefully, the public gets representation at a higher level. And so when the when the judge says, well, it needs to be where they don't have to have representation, that's always an option anyway. And so I think what he's saying maybe is that they need to know what the compensation is so that they can negotiate that away, I guess. But here's the problem. When you're working, and we've done this many times, when you work with someone who's not working with another agent, it can be a difficult thing because they don't know the paperwork to get. Guess who has to generate typically the the contract paperwork? Um, who has to submit it to the seller? Who has to... Uh, get are, are they pre-approved are they pre-qualified who's going to have those conversations with mm-hmm. all the appropriate parties that understands right getting the title work started with the attorney you know maybe sellers or buyers can do that and in many cases they can i'm not saying they can't all but the do they that are need to do they have the knowledge approved. and the yeah. the contacts to do it and so um, and representation is pretty important because it's a high level of expectation that the le- the the state puts on us to represent people, and you're getting your money's worth when you're represented. And also, it's people selling or buying homes. It's one of the largest transactions that they're going to do money wise, and uh, it's you want to make sure you're covered adequately and you're protected from some of the schemes that there are going on out there, Chad. Well, and this is this is what's interesting. The judge um, even said when, you know, the National Association of Realtors said the current compensation structure is a win for consumers, um, saving sellers time and creating larger pool of buyers with professional representation. That's correct. Which is true. And, and the judge even said he acknowledged this perspective while saying the rules prohibit MLS provi- um, participants from displaying the commission and so that was his biggest point and um, they tried to have a harvard law professor come in uh, two of them mm-hmm. and talk about why it's a good thing well they were denied to be able to speak that's right and so these are some of the things that you know hey let's get a full perspective because 
I mean, I know it looks like when people get a check, right? You know, when you like, well, all I wanted was a house, and this this cat over here got five thousand, six thousand, seven thousand dollars. Well, did they do anything for it? I mean, how many houses did they show you? I mean, because you you know, it's easy to say, well, they, all they did is this. Or gas all they, is so cheap to go around the whole community. Well, I mean, it's not just that; it's <laughs> the it's the process. You know, there's a know. it's a and we're in the business and sometimes it's like pulling your hair out you know dealing with all the parts and pieces and we're trying to get to a closing this meeting of the minds is is the big thing but then when you have this meeting of the minds of hey i want to sell this house for this and i want to buy the house for this so you you list the house at a certain price then you have maybe maybe it's the same price maybe it's the more more or maybe it's less that this meeting of the minds happens with the buyer and so you have competing interest, and the goal of a good real estate agent is to get these competing interests to align. And maybe it's not perfect where everybody's like shouting for joy at the end of it, but it's it's good enough to say I'm I'm okay with this. It doesn't make me feel a hundred percent happy, but I'm happy enough to get to a closing. And so these agents, and when you get a buyer's agent and a seller's agent, the process typically goes smoother because you have two professionals in um the contact positions there and and they're working both toward with their their competing clients right they have different interests but they're working toward hopefully the same thing of getting a house sold or property sold mutual agreement yeah and so this is why it's a good thing and both of them have been through license law they've got their license hopefully got some experience under the belt and working for you if you're being represented that's correct and uh people that aren't being represented um that you know the agent still has to be fair still has to be honest present all offers all those these these things that Same are pre- presented in the law so we still have an obligation but the public doesn't that's right you know so the public doesn't know what they don't know and it's not a bad thing it's just like you know i don't do engineering you know i don't work on cars mm-hmm. now i could probably figure my way out around some things but it's not going to be the same as taking it to a shop yeah i know and uh it's like i say though that uh somebody asked me one time about uh commissions is it flexible i said yes it is but let me ask you a question in your job and your occupation if your boss decided one day didn't want to pay you quite as much would you be happy and they said well no i said well while our commission is flexible we still have to be paid something (laughs) to make it worth our while to do it and it has to make sense it has to make sense for everybody involved and you know yeah you could make it you know kind of more like you know we're not gonna we're gonna abolish the whole commission system altogether and do something completely different and it kind of be you know buyer beware again more i mean because when you have more people entering into buying and selling that don't have agent representation you're going to have more people making mistakes just because they don't know that's right so yeah you can get the information you can do it yourself and but, uh, right now it's it's still a good market and there's most age I'd, I'd say most agents lawyers people in the industry are pretty honest people and, and that's yeah i mean uh, they've been through licensed law training they've they've had the uh you know been in the business um and if even if they're new 
they, you know, the thing with the new folks, sometimes they're more cautious and conscientious than the people been doing it 25 years. Yeah. And uh, like Lee Haygood said last week on the air when he was uh, on a prod, uh, podcast with us, just get professionals to help you. Don't try to do it yourself. And that's probably good advice. That's right. And, you know, it's interesting also because when you think of, like, you know, the money that real estate agents uh, make, you know, the median gross income for a member um, in 20. When was this? It was 2020, so it was three years ago. So I'm, I hope it went up, but it was like fifty, fifty-six thousand dollars a year. Um, and so that's not a ton. I mean, no. you know. So now there may be people that that some people make a lot more, some people make probably a lot less, unfortunately. But having representation is going to be make it's going to make your life easier yes uh, for sure you know and and um you want to try to try to do that and we'll see how these things pan out and as always new things come up the law changes this doj lawsuit something changes you'll be the first ones to know listening on this show and uh, listening to our podcast at palmetto real estate pros.com hey we've only got about 10 seconds left um it's coming up on the weekend we hope you guys have a wonderful weekend and if you're listening online we hope you have a good day have a wonderful one we will see you next week same time same channel cool Admit it, you've been woken out of a home improvement fever dream after an HGTV binge session and believed you could be a house flipper. Well, that dream is more realistic than you thought. Let the pros at the Palmetto Real Estate Group of SC guide you through the investment and rehab process. And let's make those dreams come true. Learn more at palmettoreg.com.